This is Life with Alcohol and Drugs, a podcast from the charity Scottish Families Affected by Alcohol and Drugs. This is episode 3, Creative Coping Methods with Gillian McKendry and Rebecca Bradley from Scottish Families. Gillian, how are you and how have you been? I'm good, Rebecca. Thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, no bad, no bad. Glad it's Friday. Oh, yes. I'm just getting ready to finish up for two weeks annual leave and I'm going out with a bang doing a podcast for the first time <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Slightly rubbing it in, but thank you. <laughs> so today we're talking about creative coping because this has sort of came around since you joined us in November of last year you brought the idea of a creative coping group so you are the fourth valley support assistant and you work alongside Lynn and Lena and our team and you brought this idea of a creative coping group which could be used with the people that we're currently supporting and potentially offering it to people that will come into our service so it's just to really ask what is this creative coping group you know why did you start it what is it that people do where is it heading sort of where do you see it heading and why are you so passionate about it as well because this is something that Scottish families has never had before this is quite new as well so it'll be great to hear a wee bit more about it. Really it came from a sort of an idea that I had during the first lockdown in my community I started a Facebook group there and it was when we were having our daily walks, you know, those one walk a day type situations. Um, and I started the group and lots of members of the community joined in. And every every week I would post a theme. So while they were out in the daily walk, they were to take a picture around that theme. And it really took off and it gave people a wee bit of purpose while they were in this really bizarre situation. And I was able to do like kind of basic photography things around that. Because I'm very passionate about photography. That's, um, that's kind of my therapeutic thing that I do in my spare time. Yeah, it really, it, it took off. And when, when I started the job with SFAD, um, I got talking to Lynn and Scott in my interview about things that we could do virtually. A big thing for me is the creative part after taking the photo as well. And it's how you display that and different things you can do with that. Um, I started looking at putting my photos onto wood and just different different things that you can do. I realised that this is something that we can really get people involved in and encourage people to find their creativity. Because I'm a great believer that everybody has that in them and it's just discovering what it is that works for you. Um, I keep telling people, you know, I left school, I didn't feel creative in the slightest because I couldn't draw a picture of myself. (laughs) Um, But I was never encouraged to look at all the different outlets so creative coping group is about not just people who know how to create already but inspiring different inspiring people to find different things that they can they can do that's enjoyable and therapeutic and peaceful I know that when I create I get that space to myself where I can just sit and I tune into something positive if it works out, it doesn't work out, you know, it's not a big deal. But when it does work out, it increases your self-confidence. So since starting the, the Facebook page, you know, family members and members of staff within SBAD have joined in. And we've been kind of sharing photos of maybe gardening, baking, quotes that people love. I'm a big lover of quotes that inspire me. And I mean, we really want, as I said before, we really want people to discover what it is that works for them. Yeah, um, so quite a lot of the families that 
we work with and that we support, a lot of the time they sort of don't know how to express how they feel. And I know before there's sort of been encouragement to maybe write it down or to maybe take some time out to yourself and to do things like that. So really it sort of it follows that vein. It's that way of expressing yourself. It's that way of taking time for you um, in your day and giving yourself like moments of self-care, moments of peace and being able to take time away from the chaos of your life and to do something that, as you said, makes you feel creative and it gives you that self-confidence, which we know is probably a family member's lacking in that it's it's it gets quite harmed when you're dealing with a loved one who uses alcohol or other drugs in their life and yeah it's just a way it's a sort of a way of expression I think that's the way we always sort of look at like photography and stuff as just a way to express yourself yeah and as you say we talk about self-care and we talk about things like that but what actually is that and I always like to you know put myself but I think about myself and I think about things that have helped me cope in certain situations and when I feel safe and ready to have conversations about that, I'm more than willing to have conversations about what's happened in my life and why it's led this way. Because I've got a really strong belief that if one person feels confident enough about opening up about things that they're going through, it has that ripple effect. I lost my dad four and a half years ago to cancer. And something that came from that, right in the early days, I had this really strong want to make you know the box frames you get and you've got like the scrabble tiles and the photos and stuff like that I just instantly wanted to start making things that sort of expressed missing my dad and, and all the things that I was going through and I didn't really follow it at that point and you know looking back I kind of think if I tuned into it then that was that was something within me saying this is a way you can cope with this situation this is an outlet for all the things that are building up inside but I know everybody's got the process to go through, you know, it's, hindsight's a wonderful thing, this is what I talk about with family members all the time, you know, hindsight is an amazing thing, but when you're in something and there's trauma and you can't see clearly, you can't judge yourself too harshly, and this is something that comes up a lot with the family members that we support, you know, there's so much grief involved in this, you have obviously family members who are bereaved, but you have family members who are grieving the loss of the life they thought they were going to have or they thought that their children were going to have. And there's there is, there's a lot of loss around that. And I really want to share with other people, listen, that there might be something else you can do that isn't going for a facial and it's not doesn't have to cost a lot of money. There's things that you can do in your own home that are going to provide you that wee bit of moment of peace, moment of just getting lost in something. I, just, I, I love it. I mean, I absolutely love it. Like, and and I, I was never the type of person who enjoyed my own company. I was, I'm quite a social person and I always like to be with people. And now I can't tell you how much I love my own company <laughs> and something that's came from that. I mean, it's amazing. So I've got the record player. I stick on my favourite albums. I come in my wee sunroom. Any, any of the family members that I work with will, will tell you that you know, decoupage has become my absolute obsession at the moment. Uh, my sunroom's just covered in painted bottles and jars and I've got napkins and, yeah, it's amazing. So there's, yeah, so much good can come from it. And I think once you kind of get going, it becomes contagious. You know, you go into shops and you're like, I could make that. I want to try and do that myself. And giving people that empowerment and saying, you know, you can do this. And that's somewhere I really want to see the group going. Like just now we're having these conversations, but I think putting the physical act of actually doing things 
whether it be virtual, I mean, obviously we are hoping to go towards these being in person, because that's, I mean, for me personally, the way I learn is through people actually physically showing me. So to be able to do that out in the community one day would be amazing. I've already spoke to some family members who are quite creative themselves, and I'm they're kind of getting roped in already and helping me deliver sessions. Because, I mean, I know, I know the stuff that I'm into, but all our family members are bringing different things to the table, and I want, I want all of them there involved and finding that time for them. Yeah, that's lovely. That is really good to hear because you you end up finding so many people have got like weird niche crafts or weird niche things that they can do, and you're like, I never thought that that was a thing, and then you'd all end up doing it. You know, it's a cool thing to do, I think, and I think it's maybe something that people don't necessarily think of. They don't mm-hmm. think of, oh, let's do something creative. You did mention that you don't when after you deal with that kind of thing like you said about your dad and dealing with the grief afterwards, and you didn't really know what to do until you sort of seen oh, I want to make that little box frame, I want to do that. So see if there's there's anybody that's sort of feeling the same way right now, but maybe doesn't know what they want to do. What would like, what advice would you give to encourage people to sort of open up their creativity or, you know, what ways can people maybe start doing wee things? Like maybe if it's, if they've got a camera phone, is it taking a photo a day? Is it writing something down, maybe a few sentences a day when you wake up in the morning, how you're feeling, you know, how would you, manage people to start maybe starting wee creative things on their day well it's like what you're saying for me and for you Rebecca you know photography is the thing you can start off doing a wee bit here and there and the more you enjoy something the more it kind of grows and like you're taking hundreds of photos every day and you're learning your craft and all that kind of thing for me I'm always really inspired by seeing what other people are doing so I've watched some really there's some great YouTube videos just now, um, a company called Green Renaissance, and they do these wonderful, I mean, they're shot beautifully, and it's all different, people from all different walks of life kind of talking about their creativity and, and what they do, and just ugh, absolute different ends of the pole, you know, but that for me, I find inspiring. Um, and you watch these wee, wee videos, and I mean, I, I would watch things before and be like, I could never do that, I could never do that. But that's because we think ourselves out of things all the time. You know, your mind creeps in and says, no, you can't do that. So and you don't even try. If you go and buy a couple of the things that you need to do a certain, like for me with box frames, if I'd went and bought some box frames, some scrabble tiles and printed some pictures, that would have been me just getting going. But, you know, you think yourself, oh, no, that's too much hassle. It was that's just... Make the first step, get the stuff. And that's actually something, when I speak to creative people, I do craft stalls and things, and I meet loads of other people who create as a way of coping with things as well. We have wonderful conversations with people about that. And it's very much when the mood takes you and having the stuff there. And sometimes for me, it's that thing of knowing what's good for you, but not doing it. You know, like they're going for the walk. You know you need the walk, but you just can't be bothered moving. But you know you're going to feel amazing after it. So sometimes I'll get all my stuff out, even if I'm not really feeling like it. I'll put everything out on the table, and before I know it, I'm I'm off, and I come out feeling like a new woman. I know it's just that little thing, isn't it? It's just that silence and that wee voice that tells you you can't do something, and and going forward with it. One thing I'm just actually I thought about it on the spot. One thing that sort of a creative coping thing for me that came out of lockdown. It ended up being bird watching, and taking photos of birds. I never, you know, that we all see birds, and you know they're there, but you never really properly look. So I've ended up 
becoming quite a keen bird watcher and got the binoculars out and write down who I see coming into my garden and getting all their photos and it's it's really fun and you know it's really lovely to see them all and I've now roped my fiance into it now and he sits there and patiently waits for all the birds to come down at the feeders and to see which ones they are so it's even something like that because that might not be what somebody thinks oh that's a creative thing to do but it is it is something creative to do in it it's something that anybody can do from their house. You can just look out your window of anything and there they are. And you walk to the park, there they're there. You hear them all tweeting about above you. And for the last few months, it's obviously been when all the wee baby eggs have hatched and all the fledglings are out. So you just hear them all and getting all the pictures of the little baby birds and things. So yeah, just thought about that there. <laughs> That's sort of a creative coping thing, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. That's, and this is what I keep saying. You know, it's one of the kind of positive things that's came from the whole pandemic situation. I know there's not a lot of positives, but you know that we've slowed down and we're tuning back in to nature. And, and you, you hear people talking about this stuff all the time. It's really kind of, oh, be at one with nature and all this kind of thing. But really that's what it is. You know, we've slowed down, we're noticing the wee things again that are important and reconnecting with that is reconnecting with yourself. And that's where, for me, the kind of creative stuff that is, is, a, is a way of me reconnecting with who I am inside because I slow down I stop for a minute and I notice how I feel about things learning that sometimes things don't work out you know sometimes life doesn't work out for us all the time the things that we're making don't work out for us all the time but we can totally stop look at the situation and say right I'm going to try something different this time and see and see how I go I think there's definite overlaps with how we live our lives and how we create yeah, I completely agree. So the group, it's a Facebook group. So far we have mentioned um, some of the creative things that people have been doing, but what are some of the different creative coping methods that the group has already looked at? Do you have like an example that's really worked well or is there, you also said that some family members are now taking leads on some parts of the group, sort of what is it that you're currently sort of looking at? So what I do at the moment, I post different themes every week. So I'll say a few of the, the ones that I've posted are like adapt, focus, dedication, release, accomplishment. And it's words that are, are positive, empowering and things that we're aiming to get out of the things that we're creating. You know, we get a lot of photographs from people who've been doing their baking or their gardening. And we've got people who write songs and, you know, it's, just, it's lovely. It's just a really, really mixed bag. And it's it's appreciating people for that and saying, Wow, like you've got you've got a real talent there. And the same as with anything that SFAD touches, it's a very it's a closed group and it comes from that really, really supportive network that we've already got and we want to keep. So throughout the organization, if anybody wants to join, you know that they can totally share that with the groups and they can definitely join in through there. Um, and we just want to keep that SFAD nurturing, empathetic style of building people up yeah definitely and I like the idea of like a word prompt because that's sometimes you just don't know what to do or the inspiration just doesn't come at all and but for to give somebody a wee word prompt you know it's it's it must be quite fulfilling to be able to see what everybody comes up with because you can imagine all the different things that people have if there was something like oh ambitious then you can see or maybe it wasn't something big like taking a photo of this specific bird like for me but maybe it was just managing to put clothes on and get out the house for the day and go out a walk around the park you know that's ambitious especially um in the last um 
what is it, 15, 16 months now, this pandemic, you know, that's a quite a big thing to be able just to get up and, and leave your home and to and take some time outside. So it's good, it's good to prompt people. I think that's always helpful. I personally think it's helpful as well to to be prompted at times because sometimes your brain's just constant and doesn't give you a break and doesn't let you take that time out that you need. So you really, it's photography is your big thing. Also, photography is my thing as well. I, I do photography. So we can maybe talk a wee bit more about that because I think photography is obviously, it's it's a very creative outlet. We see a lot of photographers um, everywhere. You know, we see some people with the huge kits and the big, huge cameras and walking about. And then you've got the sort of amateur or just people that enjoy photography themselves with their kits. And then there's all smartphones these days have cameras attached to them. It doesn't matter how high tech the equipment is, there's still all this possibility to take a camera. And I think you can still get the little click cameras, the disposable cameras as well. You know, there's so many different things now there in life that you can use to take photos. So we can chat a wee bit about photography and how it's helped because you have mentioned before it was the loss of your dad that sort of prompted you to do it um, and that helped you to become creative. I personally, I lost my mum and that's how I became more in tune with photography. And I always like to think to myself, any of the photos I take, I'm like, oh, I bet you she would have loved to have seen that because it's true. She would have definitely have loved to see these things and she always sort of encouraged it before and now it's been able to do it. So we're both sort of in the similar, same, same similar circumstance. So with you and photos, I know we know how it started and stuff, but what is it with taking the photos that sort of does it make you feel connected to your dad do you feel it still helps with grief because we know that grief never does go away you just sort of adapt to not having the person in your life anymore absolutely you know you learn how to live with that you learn how to live with the grief and how to manage that and, and it becomes as you say you know it's always there but you're able to build still build a life after that and that's really important and then um, the photography for me and this is what I always say to people you know with photography you're always focusing on the positive you're always trying to focus in on something beautiful or something that's inspiring or, or looking for all the good stuff and sometimes it's a really nice wee push to get you to do that you know especially if you've been feeling quite old it's very very hard to see and especially in the initial days, like the first years, especially when there's that, you know, it's pretty much shock and you're not really grasping what's going on. And it, it can be difficult to see the blue skies and the wee birds like you're talking about. You know, you, it's very hard to see those things. Whereas I think if I go out with a camera, I'm motivated to look for the good, you know, and that's something. And actually, I've said to you earlier on, you know, good, good's my maiden name. And my dad had two sisters, so the name hasn't really carried on. But I've got my business, which is good photography, and I feel that that's a bit of a legacy. And I kind of started playing about before that, and it was a hobby and it was enjoyable. And I never realised that it was going to become the thing that was going to help me manage that in my life. You know, I never thought for a minute that that, that was going to be happening to me. And then, weirdly, actually... Another thing that I really wanted to do was to use my photography to help people in a similar situation. And I'd been looking for something for quite a long time. Um, and then my husband went and swept, swept a chimney at a retreat for um, young cancer patients. 
Um, and the charity, I didn't know at the time, I contacted the CEO and I said, you know, I'd really like to donate family sessions to the families while we were at the retreat. And the charity's called It's Good to Give. And I was like, well, there you go. That's There's another good, you know, and um, it was just like a sign. And going down in a situation where everybody feels helpless and powerless to do anything to help anybody. But, you know, I felt like I was actually physically able to do something of worth for someone in a similar situation, or not a similar situation, because obviously childhood cancer is a very different bag, but, you know, looking at the, the kind of pain around that family and saying, well, look, I can provide, there's something I can provide someone with that they might get some sort of joy out of. So that was another way of me creatively coping. Yeah, I know. I, do. I I love photography. I had a, it's rocky at the beginning because you you convince yourself that you're not good at it. But the more and more you do it, even if it's one photo a day or even if it's one photo a week, it's just it's that progress. And the way I like to look at photography is it's like making memories because I personally felt that I hadn't made enough memories with my mum. I didn't have enough photos with her to remember those things. I had a lot when I was a kid. Um, when I was younger but when I sort of became a teenager and then into my 20s I really didn't have much and it's that way of thinking I don't ever want that to happen with my my current family members that are still with me or in the future if I ever have my own little family of children and it's just wanting to to create that memory but even if you're a family member right now who is going through the chaos of addiction you might be listening to this and think taking photos is the last thing on your mind but there, we can't be sad and down every single minute of the day that we're awake there is always going to be small pockets of time even if it's very small pockets of time but there will be something where we don't feel that sadness there will be moments where we'll laugh or there will be moments where we'll feel love and care you know it's, it's always we things and it's using that moment that you have to to share your creativity to do something about it and then just think if you looked back and it you look back at a photo that you took a few months prior like oh yeah I remember that that's like a memory that you get to put in your head or maybe you've kept a wee diary and you see um the 9th of July the Thursday the 9th of July 2021 oh I remember doing that and it's something that's it's nice to to do that I think because over the last year obviously we've not been collecting a lot of memories because it's been a really hard time for us all but there's something about that memory collecting I think that comes from it because as you said with your own photography business you've done weddings and you've done a lot of product photography and it's like you're helping people make memories as well you're making them for them and giving them to them and keeping it going on yeah yeah the family sessions are a biggie because that is at the back of my head all the time you know that is at the back of my mind that one day you're going to really wish that was there and it's not something I wouldn't lead with that but um it's definitely in my head that I wish I'd done that. I wish that me and my family had went and, and got those. But at the same time, I was looking through my laptop at the kind of old pictures and, and, and there was all these photographs that didn't make the cut, you know, all the ones that didn't go on Facebook and that weren't in the albums. And me and my husband sat and looked through them all and he was like, that's our life right there. See all those wee outtakes, all the wee ones that didn't, like, they're, they're so funny, like, right from when the kids are babies and stuff like that. And like that's that's our life right there it's and with like the last year one of the most amazing things for me helping the, the kids through all of this kind of situation was you know we were out we were very very lucky to be outdoors quite a lot and we were doing all the fishing we were just we we're just outside all the time and 
my son said to me, this has been the worst year ever. This is the worst, this is, everything's been bad. You know, everything, you just, he, he thought everything had been bad. And we sat on my phone and we looked through all these photos of the bike ride, the fishing, all those amazing things that we did just together. And I was like, well, look at all this. You know, nothing's ever all good or all bad. And I know when you're feeling low, it's very, very hard to see that. But the reality of it is we've got a mixture of both. And sometimes you're trying to find that balance again, aren't you? You're trying to accept that things are bad, but it doesn't mean that everything has to be. Definitely, I know. I know. I think, as a lot of us do say, you know, or we don't want to remember the last year, but there is parts of it that you do want to remember because, as you said, you know, good did happen. And as you're saying, it's like photography helps with that because you've got the the memory, you've got the wee prompt, essentially, to say, but look, you, you did this, you had this. You had this fun, you had this nice time. And I know there'll be a lot of families right now who listen and with their loved one, they will have photos with them and there will be, they'll call it happier times or something and they'll be together. Or even if it wasn't a happy time, you're still in that photo together and you know, there's still that love around it. So there's something really special, I think, about photography. It's never about who has the most expensive equipment and who can take the best shot. It's all about what you said looking for that motivation looking for that that good in the world that there is that you can take a photo of so I think it's great I think it's such a brilliant group as well and even I'm interested in it now <laughs> so you might end up seeing me there <laughs> well you know we've got like we've got staff members coming on like Lena I really like Lena my colleague in Port Valley loves doing um like a kind of interior design stuff you know organizing stuff in the house and she shares stuff like that and our studio is really good at sharing the funnies which are extremely important you know we, we need the funny everything and anything is is very welcome brilliant so um if somebody wanted to get involved with the group what can they do so absolutely get in touch with your um s5 worker um and we can share the link and you can ask to join and just get you in, get you involved. Um, I would quite like to look at kind of other organisations that, that deal with similar situations to our own and, and get them involved as well because I think the more voices the better. So It's that simple. <laughs> yeah. Just one little link and that's you, you'll be with the group. Um, <laughs> I know, it's, it's good though because it's good to have you here and it's good for you to create that group because I think it's something that you do look at it and you think oh why didn't we do that before but you know it's just it's so nice to be able to have somebody come in and then say right this is what I'm doing and I'll lead on this and now it's there and it's nurturing well and even interior design go on Lena it's like even organization tips I'm sure many people will will appreciate that but yeah, yeah you can be creative in so many different ways and I think I think it is so helpful especially if you're a family with a loved one affected by addiction I think it's it's such a a great thing to cope and to help you with your your day-to-day life and a wee break from the chaos of everything that's happening just to do something for you and to enjoy it absolutely okay well i'll leave that there um but thank you so so much that's been excellent so thank you thank you for having me thank you for listening if you're worried about someone else's alcohol and drug use you can contact scottish families on 08080 10 10 11 
or by email at helpline at sfad.org.uk. We also have web chat and further information on our website www.sfad.org.uk.